December the 18th, 2022, amen. This is Brother Joseph, amen. And uh, we're doing a Facebook Live today, and uh, we're going to be getting into the Word, amen. How many of you know the Scripture says that the Word is life unto those who find them and health to all their bones, amen, health to their flesh, amen. You want to experience that health and life of God, amen, then uh, get into the Word, amen. Get into that precious Word, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Something else that you got to have to do to get into that word is you got to fall in love with that word. Amen. Amen. And it must be first priority in your life. If it's not, then no, no amount of discussing anything that's coming from the word of God is going to benefit you because you don't believe that it's God's holy word. Amen. Divine expression. Amen. We talked about that last week about the expression Amen. The um the divine expression, amen. What that in the beginning was the word. The word is the word logos in the Greek. And it and part of the definition says divine expression. I mean, the very thought that God had when he said and God said, Let there be, amen. Well, that process put something in motion that eventually brought us to a place where we have Jesus Christ in our lives, right? Two thousand years ago Christ came into the earth, amen. And he was taking dominion, amen. He wasn't asking for the dominion from the enemy and the wicked ones. He was taking dominion, amen. And that's what we do as sons of God, as priests of the Most High God, as after the order of Melchizedek, right, we take dominion. We take the land, amen. We take dominion in the spirit, amen. It's not a natural thing where we're out there trying to fight with weapons, amen, because we know according to the word of God, and let me read that scripture to you, glory to God. My God, it's already flooding out, amen. Hallelujah, Father. I take a moment right now, Father, and I acknowledge your presence. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, O God. I thank you, Father, for your word is life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh, Father. I thank you for the health and the vitality that you bring to the word of, to the body of Christ, Father, as they find your words, Father. As we stand in your presence, O God, during these words of life, amen. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Amen. And uh, I look forward to this time with you, Father, to this time in your presence and to this time in your word, Father God. And that may your word wash us, Father. May it wash us from corruptible seeds. Amen. And may the word in our hearts be replaced with incorruptible seed that lives and, and abides forever. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, like I was saying, you know, the word of God, the weapons, right, that we have, the weapons of our warfare, the scripture says in Second Corinthians 10, 4, are not carnal, all right? But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, amen? And I want to read that passage right there in the message translation. I love that, the way the message translation puts this, amen? He says here, the tools of our trade, okay, aren't for marketing or manipulation, all right? It's not a trick. That, that that God is trying to, you know, do to 
cause you to love him or anything. I mean, it's man's choice, right? If he wants to follow God and pursue God, right? Amen. So it says the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation. You see, in the body of Christ, you know, we have situations where people want to be a part of a fellowship based on all the, um, let's see how to put that, based on the, um, the the theatrics, the show that they're going to see, right? It's all about a wonderful show, but really it should be about training and teaching the body of Christ, right? Making disciples, amen, getting them ready and getting them fit and trained up, amen, so that when they go out to the world, amen, they are equipped, amen, to handle whatever the enemy is seeking to throw at them. And I love how the Lord Jesus said, you know, lead us not into temptation. You know, I, I don't want to necessarily be led into a trial, into a test, you know, but so be it if it comes, you know. I want to come out on the other side, you know, honoring the Father, amen, bringing honor to the Father by not whining and complaining about my situation. So he says, the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. All right. What culture? Well, the culture of the world, right? The philosophies and the views and the ideas and all these corruptible seeds, amen, they get into the heart and the mind of mankind, mankind, right? And corrupt his outlook, corrupt the expression that God was trying to show us through Christ, the divine expression. All that gets corrupted in our view and our filter system. And now we're looking at the world, the life, the world, in other words, life that we live through a filter system that's perverted, right? He says, the tools of our trade, right, aren't for marketing or manipulation. Then verse 5, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into a structure of life shaped by Christ, all right? And now we, 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 you should understand by now that it's not, you know, the Spirit of God falling. It's the Spirit of God pouring out, pouring forth out of your spirit. Amen. This is the, the force of revival. This is the force of, of strength. All right. This is the force and the power of God. This is the life of God. Right. This force of God that comes out of our spirit, man. All right. So they are for entire, they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. And we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies all right tearing down barriers erected against the truth of god fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into a structure of life shaped by christ our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience unto maturity amen building lives of obedience obedience to what to me <laughs> right to you no, to the Word of God, amen. Now, if I happen to be the one that God uses as a mouthpiece to bring that, you know, philosophy out, to bring the principles of the kingdom of God out, so be it. I mean, it's not me, it's God, it's His Word, amen. And we've got to honor that Word, amen. Honor the Word of God, right? Honor it by being obedient to it, amen. Praise God. So again, it's not... Uh, as he says, our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground. Well, this is another reason why we must study to show ourselves approved, right? A workman that needs not to be ashamed, amen? See, we've got to be able to answer, like I said, when we go out there to the world, to the utter court, out there beyond the holy place, 
the holy 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 place on the outer court when we go out there to the world amen we've got to bring them christ amen and we're going to see today to the word of god through this divine expression amen that the perfect law of liberty that he wants you to filter your life by this kingdom of god amen this concept of the kingdom of god this 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 um like i said this view that's not tainted corrupted right the words of the lord are pure words amen all right so praise god you know i was a uh, couple of things that have came out recently in the uh in the news articles you know through different various websites that i look at and one headline caught my attention in particular it says our culture is experiencing a crisis of masculinity that statement alone right there you know we in the body of Christ, right, we understand the mystery of the kingdom, right? Those sons of God and daughters of God are the father of the father. We understand that, you know, this mystery of fatherhood, right, is totally breaking down in society all over, you know, all over the world. And so we see the crisis that that's, that that's bringing, right? People don't know how to identify to man. Not, mention, not to mention the women don't know who to identify with, right? Because their origin came out of man. They should be identifying with their husbands, but they don't want they don't want to be obedient to God's word. It's not obedient to a man, it's obedient to God. But then again, if you don't receive the word of God as the fire law, the fire law, the the, 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 the law and the instructions that were inscribed by the hand of God, if you don't receive that as divine authority in your life, then there's no basis, there's no foundation. But uh, I I mean, I'll be glad to send that in a in a in a in an email. If you want to send me an email at uh, createdisciples at gmail dot com or brother joseph at divinefavor dot org, either one, I'll and I'll send you that. But basically, it's just saying that you know we see now the crisis that's happening in males and the and the desire and the struggle to want to find purpose. The problem is, is that if you don't understand your origin, you can't understand your purpose. And our origin is the Father, God, amen, not an animal like a monkey or something. I mean, how can you re communicate to a monkey, why did you create me, Father, right? And how can you communicate to some bacteria, an amoeba that, form, amoeba that formed and created into a little tadpole and it created into a frog and then a human, as we see in these depictions of something that was sought to be changed in the origin of man, another divine law that was changed in the mind of man until you come to know the father and the kingdom through our lord jesus christ right so another divine law and by the way these laws that the enemy is seeking to change so that he can bring down mankind are divine laws instituted by the father amen and and, and i'm going to bring out a couple other things here related to you know male man and woman and the definitions now there's another article that i saw that said that you know the cambridge uh has changed the definition of a man and the definition of a woman in their dictionaries and and again to to uh make if you will the individuals of this of this time period that we live in happy I mean, yeah, you can change all the words all you want, but you can't change, you know, the 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 nature. You cannot change the origin of what we came from and where we came from. And so in this one now, take a look at some of this. 
first of all, you know, they've changed, they're changing the words, right? So they're, again, mankind, you know, trying to justify the morals of, you know, I want to live the way I want to live. I want to be able to express myself the way I express myself, right? <laughs> and uh, the problem is, is that, uh, again, you're changing something that's divine, the divine law, all right, when you follow that philosophy. And because of that, the only end result is death, right? There is a way, the scripture says, that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, amen? It's going to lead to a road of frustration, amen? Chaos and anxiety. So, now, thank God for, you know, dictionaries that were written long ago. You know, I, I like the Webster 1828 dictionary, and I use that all the time. And, uh, but this particular, let me show you something here. <coughs> So in the uh, in the um, the Webster eighteen twenty eight when you look up at the word woman, all right, and it says to make plaint p l a i n t and plaint simply means um, that 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 may easily be bent, all right, readily yielding to force or pressure without breaking, flexible, flexile, lithe, limber as a plaint thread, all right? And and we see now, again, understanding these mysteries, right? And what Jesus, the scripture says in Matthew chapter 4, now we're talking about, right, I'm talking about an expression that the enemy sought to change, this divine law of what God instituted in the very beginning, right? And And now how the world has taken that and flipped it, right? The cosmos, the society, the times that we live in, right? has taken that to flip it and change the definition of what a man is and change the definition of what a woman is. And it should have been, like I said, the body of Christ should have really woken up when when uh, they asked this Supreme Court justice now that, you know, what is woman? And she just totally broke down and couldn't define the definition of what a woman is, see? And therefore, <clears throat> because of that, you know, now we're going to see Society and even spinning on a on a downward spiral because they can't even figure out who they identify to and what made them. And and so now we see, you know, the problem when a male gets soft, a man, you see, and and he now is not, is easily able to be bent, right, dissuade, and and from the position of being able to rule, all right, rule as a man, rule as God. Be the Israel of God, all right? The ones that rule as God. And so, again, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And that's in Matthew 4.23. And when you look at the definition of this word, manner of disease, it's the word malachia, which means softness. And then down in the Strongs, it says innervation, that is debility. You know, when you're when you when you when you're innervated, you have lost all strength for no apparent reason. Well, again, the desire of the enemy, Satan, to change this divine law, amen, that God expressed through us through the divine word, Jesus Christ, the pattern, the expression of God. All right, his idea and his mentality is to change the expression of what the law 
of what God had instituted. And, and that's what we see in our society today, today. And I'll read that scripture here in a minute in Daniel. But again, <clears throat> this softness, right? And that comes from another word, malakos, which means effeminate. All right? And effeminate is associated with a woman, right? And so again, even, even our women, right? Changing the natural use, the very nature of a woman to be compassionate towards her own child in her womb, and get to a state of mind where somebody, somebody, a, society, a, a particular organization injects these thoughts that it's just, uh, 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 it's just a, it's not a human yet. It's just a, a blob, you know. It's just a, a matter that's come together. It's not well, really not a human yet. Well, we know that that's just a bunch of foolishness, right? But again, getting it to the place inside of a woman's mind where she changes her mind. And now she's w willing to murder her child in her womb, no doubt. And so, again, feeling full of pity, tender and compassionate. So pliant means, like I said, that may be easily bent. So this is why God gave us the male first, gave us man first, Zakar. And the male and female created him. Zakar, the most noteworthy sex, because he needed an agent, mankind, man, to rule as he would rule in the earth. And he knew after he took woman out of man that man, like I said, taking her out, that to get him to a place to where he would rule as God in the earth, to be able to rule. So, again, easily yielding to moral influence, easy to be persuaded, ductile, uh, Easily yielding to the moral influence, there, there, the will was then more ductile and pliant to right reason. All right, and and see, everything has its order, everything has its place, and when we function according to the divine law, what God instituted, divine order, divine authority, right, the word of God, then then we eliminate all the chaos and confusion of the enemy and his ways of getting in and and hurting the flock, hurting our lives. You see. And so, you know, woman has in general a much stronger propensity than man to discharge the parental duties. And propensity means bent of mind or naturally inclined to want to be tender and take care of her own children that she's had with her husband. All right. And so we see this every day, you know, uh, women perish with infamy, infamy, with extreme, extremely dishonored by having been too willing to set their beauty to show, right? They're willing to set their beauty to show because they need identity, and because they don't know where they're, they identify to, they're constantly struggling with their own image and likeness. Wow. And remember, all this is from the 1828 No Webster Dictionary, man. All right? And so, again, you know, in, in uh, Daniel 7.25, it says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. Now, that's Daniel 7.25, and I want to take a look at a word here now. Daniel 7.25, praise God. Again, the enemy's desire to change the laws, all right, to change divine law of, of what God instituted through his word, all right, 
of what man is and what woman is. He shall speak great words, the scripture says. The word words here is the word utterances and commands, uh, a discourse, all right? So he's changing words, he's changing laws, he's changing times, he's changing seasons, right? And we see that clearly in our day more than we ever have in our lives, it seems. And uh, again, you know, this whole idea that, you know, what is woman and what is man, you know? Oh, my God, it's like, it's so, so sad, right? But again, the scripture says in James 1.25, right? And we read that last week. Let me read it again. Praise God. James chapter 1, verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. And I'm just going to stop right there because, again, whatever you're looking at, whatever image is in front of you is the image that you're going to strive for. And if you don't understand the image of what is man and what is woman, then your whole output, the results, the fruit of where you end up is going to be confusion because you've lost the view of the divine law and or the divine expression, which is God's word. My God. All right. Now, so now just a quick, you know, man, the definition for man. This is all from Noah Webster, right? It says the kind, the image, the similitude. He said, let us make man kind in our image and our likeness. It sometimes bears a sense of a male adult of some, some uncommon qualifications, particularly the sense of strength bigger, bravery, virile powers, or magnanimity as distinguished from the weakness, timidity, or impotence of a boy or from the narrow-mindedness of low of, of, of men. All right? All right, so, and so it says, one who is a master of his mental powers. All right, definition from the Webster, no, 1828. Or who conducts himself with his usual judgment. When a person has lost his senses or acts without his usual judgment, we say he is not his own man. Again, divine laws, divine expression, the word of God that has been changed in the mind of mankind, and therefore the fruit and the results, right? We, we see this now, this mental, um, how do they put it? Um, the mental problems, right, that we're having in mankind, right? The, the, law, the way that they're making decisions and the way they're coming to a result is all skewed. The judgment of mankind, you see, not coming from the divine law, the divine expression of the Word of God to make a righteous judgment, righteous being right from the Word of God's perspective, you see. And therefore, all that being distorted now because of the world and the view and the, and the seeds that have put, it, put into the heart of mankind are all skewed and all distorted, and the fruit is bad fruit. You know a tree by its fruit, right? When opposed to a woman, man sometimes denotes the male, all right, the male sex in general, right? There is a difference. And so, again, you know, the divine laws, Satan seeking to change divine laws, amen, times and seasons, amen, changing all these views to reflect the perversion of mankind and the fall away from God's divine 
divinely instituted law and expression, Jesus Christ. Wow. Now, this word of God, you see, the purpose of God's word, the purpose of training and teaching and, and bringing us to the prophetic voice of the word of God, the voice of the Lord, amen, bringing us into where we're constantly moving forward with God, right? Not camping down and making an institution and organizing everybody, but continuously moving on from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory, right? 30, 60, and 100 fold coming and moving forward in God, not staying in one spot. And so, again, you know, when you look at Ephesians chapter 6, right, Paul likened the warfare, right, the, wep the weapons of our warfare, this warfare that we're in, as he said, is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in higher places, right? And when we see that, everything, again, opposed, opposing the word of God, right, coming against God's word, amen? And uh, it's such a sad time, like I said, that we live in where we have to defend the word of God as, as so much as much as we do. And yet it's the only thing that's going to give us the right expression and the, and the right law, if you will, and therefore the right fruit or the right output. And again, all this to glorify the father. Right. So. Praise God. All this to glorify the father. Amen. And so, again, these divine laws and these expressions that the enemy has twisted and distorted now to where mankind reflects his own, um, his own self. All right, well, I'm not going to focus on that. So, again, times and laws and seasons, the divine law, the divine expression, constantly getting twisted and distorted, right? And uh, praise God. Uh, let me see what else here. So, again, you know, talking about the, the whole armor of God, right? Because we're wrestling out against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, but spiritual wickedness in high places, right? These are the forces that are subverting and trying to destroy the foundation of the righteous, the kingdom of God. And so it says, Paul said in Ephesians 6, 17, and take the helmet of salvation, right? And the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema of God. Right, and we haven't got into Rhema too much, but we're going to obviously because it is another word that's translated as word, Greek word, from the anyway, <coughs> and uh, but Rhema is when the 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 word that's in your spirit, the, the the breath of God breathes on that word that's quickened to you by the spirit, and when you put it out here in the spirit realm, it's now something that you can build on as far as your faith toward God because it's because the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. The constantly again the moving forward of God and faith toward God. All right now in Ephesians six nineteen and for me Paul said that utterance the word utterance is the word logos may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Amen. Logos is constantly being given, amen. So that, again, this mystery of the gospel may be made known. Amen. Now, again, I read First Corinthians, Second Corinthians ten four, the weapons of our warfare, and uh, <clears throat> but I also wanted to, to highlight this scripture here, First John five twenty. Now, and we know that the Son of God has come. All right, and has given us an understanding. Amen. That that we may all 
like it says in Ephesians 1.18, uh, that our eyes being enlightened, all right? Giving us an understanding that we may know him that is true, all right, versus him that is false. Him that is false is distorting the laws, the divine laws, right? And skewing it and getting it out of the mind and the heart of man where mankind no longer now knows where, who and where and what to identify to and or even how, the way. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. That is, this is the true God, amen, and eternal life, eternal Zoe, all right? Not eternal life that I'm going to live forever. I've covered that so many times, but eternally having the ability to be able to have the life of God every day in our lives. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. I mean, why would the, why would, you know, John throw that last sentence in there. Why? Because he knew that when the image of God gets distorted in the mind of man, that the ultimate downfall, the ultimate path that, that that's going to lead mankind into is death. That is, away from God's eternal Zoe, where now you have to live without God. You see? And so when the image and likeness gets distorted, let us make man in our image after our likeness, right? That whole view now is distorted when we pull away from God. And that's what God is doing is bringing us back to the right image, right? In Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, now we understand why God made this statement. Thou shalt have no other gods before thee. Surely you would, it's easy to understand that God that made mankind would understand how mankind operates apart from him. And he had to tell them, don't have any other gods or any other images in front of your face. In verse 1 he says, and God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, verse 2, which brought thee out of the earth. <clears throat> out of the land of the house of bondage. See, God is the one that's delivered us out of bondage, and then he turns around and tells his people, don't have any other gods before thee. Don't let your sons marry their daughters from Egypt, the world. Don't let their daughters marry your sons. Don't let your daughters marry their sons. Because what's going to happen is the image is going to be distorted, and all of a sudden your sons have a different, have, have a different image of God in front of them themselves, their own government, Right? And now all of a sudden, your daughters have a different image of who they are. And then when they get asked the question, what is woman, they don't know how to answer. My gosh. Mm. All right. I'm still thinking about that verse. Hey, man, I got it located here. Let me see if I can go back in my history here. No, that's not it. Praise God, amen. The word, amen, is life unto those who find them in health to all their flesh. Glory to God. All right, well, so thou shalt have no other gods before you, right? Because when we put another image in front of us, guess what? You're going to live towards that image. This is why marketing, all right, why Paul says we don't market or manipulate the word of God like this, all right? In other words, we don't do it like the world, the fashion, the way they do it, right? All all the marketing campaigns that get put, put, 
put before our faces all the time through television and radio and what we're hearing and what we're seeing on all these ads and posters and everything everywhere puts an image in front of us, an image, a picture. And that picture, if it gets into the heart of a man, all of a sudden man is trying to live towards that image. Thou shalt have no other gods before you. Little children, keep yourselves from idolatry. Idolatry is your own self, governing yourself, making your own choices, and putting the image that you want to put in front of yourself outside of the Word of God. That's called self-love. Self-love is idolatry. Hmm. All right, so then he says here, <clears throat> now, another beautiful thing here about this word, word, let's look at Deuteronomy 32 again. Praise God. And uh, he says, verse 1, Give ear, O you heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. The word words here is the Greek word emir, E-M-E-R. And it means utterance, speech, word, saying, promise, or command. Something said. All right? Now, that word comes from the root word amar, A-M-A-R. And A-M-A-R means to speak, to utter, to say. And when the scripture says, and God said, the word said, there is amar. He said, he said something. He put voice to something in his own heart and brought it out with the purpose and with an intention, all right, and the fruit and the results, as he says, after every day of creation, and God saw that what he had created was good, amen, it wasn't corruptible, it wasn't corruptible seed, it was incorruptible, amen, it was good, amen, the word of God is good, so in Joshua 24, 27, and Joshua said, said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us. Amen. What stone? Amen. The tried stone, the perfect stone, the cornerstone, glory to God. It had, for it hath heard all the words, the emir of the Lord, which he spake unto us. And it shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest you deny your God. That word of God, amen, that stone, that precious stone, that lively stone, amen, that Jesus Christ is a witness that's constantly speaking to us and, 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 and showing us the image of the truth of who God is. As I said earlier in 1 John, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true or righteous. And when you're constantly looking at the perfect law of liberty, amen, then the image gets changed into the image of Christ. Now you're living after the Lord. Now you're living after Christ because you have a different image in front of you. You don't need to constantly be refreshing yourself that you're a good-looking person, you're handsome, you're you're pretty. You don't have to do all this, you know, selfie foolishness of these pictures that you're always constantly having to take care take of yourself and or have someone take of you because your image is the word of God. Your image is in God, in other words. And therefore you're fleeing from idolatry. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, amen, spareth his emir. And a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit, amen. 
because he comes forth with excellence out of his spirit, amen. He comes forth with divine law, divine expression. In the beginning was the Logos, the divine expression of God in Christ Jesus, amen. In the beginning was the word, the Logos, is the word divine expression, part of the definition. And so this man is of an excellent spirit. In, the, in him was Zoe, and the Zoe was the force of man. The Zoe, the life of God, is the light of man. The comprehension, the revelation, the understanding, it causes him to see light, and he sees the light, and therefore he's got to say the light, amen, of what he sees. My son, Proverbs 22, verse 1, the last two verses, like I said, well, Proverbs 17, 27, and then Joshua 24, 27, now Proverbs 2, 1, my son, amen, the patterned son, sonship, my son, if you will receive my words, amen, and hide my commandments within you, amen, and then verse 7, 1, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1, my son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with you, because if you don't lay up these commandments in your heart, then your image is going to be distorted, and you're going to be, at that time now, chasing after your own image of yourself, of what you think this image. In other words, you're going to be governing yourself. Amen. As he told Eve, surely God knows that the day that you eat of this tree, you're going to die. And, they, and the day that you partake of this idol, amen, you, you're going to be as God. I'm sorry, he said as God. And so again, the image is so very important that we keep Jesus Christ in the forefront of our lives because when we don't, we don't keep this word in the forefront of our lives. Guess what? Now, your life is is um, the end result is going to be death. Right? All right. Now, <clears throat> that's just a little exhortation, amen. And again, you know, I just depend on God, amen, to bring these directions and bring this these instructions, amen, to help us understand this divine law and divine expression, to get us to the right image and likeness, amen, which is God. So um, now looking at the outline, amen, and uh, we're going to be now getting back to the outline here. And uh, we've been talking about the divine expression, amen, and what the enemy is, is seeking to do is distorting the divine law. Once he distorts the law of what mankind sees and and directs his life from then he has his plan is succeeded and now the, the, the demise of mankind is inevitable but thank god for the kingdom of god amen that which leadeth amen the body of christ in the earth today is that which leadeth we're the ones that are hold, holding back and withholding and detaining back pushing back the demonic onslaught in the earth the body of Christ is so important in the earth today, amen. The church, uh, the living God, the church of the living God, the expression of God in the earth. You see, because we follow the word, we follow the word of God, all right? And so in John 5, 39, and Jesus again, bringing his word to us, amen. John chapter 5, verse 39, praise God. Praise God. I hope that, like I said, you know, the minds are getting washed. Amen. John 5, 39. And, and the washing of the water of the word. I hope you're allowing the word to cleanse your mind. 
Amen. And replace that corruptible seed with incorruptible right now. Because again, the word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh. And in John 5, John 5, 39, he said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal Zoe, and they are they which testify of me. The very word of God is Christ Jesus our Lord. And the very word is testifying. The divine expression is showing us the image and the likeness, expressing that image and likeness into our lives. Amen. But if our, my, our eyes get off, you see, that's why Jesus taught us, let your eye be single and your whole body shall be full of light. You're going to be expressing that image, that divine image in your life, in your conduct, in your mannerism. In other words, you're acting like a Christian. And they call them first Christians because they noticed, they knew that these individuals had been with Jesus Christ. Well, we can't be with Jesus Christ, right? But we can be in our relationship, in our faith and trust toward God, in our time of prayer and, and fellowship with the Father. Amen? We can and we are with Jesus Christ. So search the scriptures, amen, they testify of me. And in verse 36, the way he put it there, but I have a greater witness, I've got a greater truth that I identify to than that of John. He says, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, to complete the same, the very same works that I do bear witness of me, that I, that the Father has sent me, glory to God. You see, as a son of God, you can have that witness and that testimony now and you can also say that god has sent me amen and we know what happens when the world like i said you know jesus said the world will, will receive its own even the babylonian system receives their own but you got you got a man that comes and preaches the kingdom of god the message of jesus christ the message of the father they don't want to have nothing to hear that nothing to hear they don't want to hear it in other words all right, now, <clears throat> and again, you know, Jesus in John 5, 40, he says, and you will not come unto me that you might have Zoe, amen, that you might have eternal life, the expression of God being expressed out of your spirit, man. You won't come to me. You won't allow me to change your ways by allowing the seeds to get replaced in your heart, Amen. Verse 41, I receive not honor from men. You see, when you're at the place in your life when you care, if you will, about what mankind thinks about you, then you're, again, looking at the wrong image and likeness. You have idolatry, which is you again. And you won't receive me because I seek my Father's honor. But I know you that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, Jesus said, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him will you receive. Now, I've, I've encountered that so many times, you know. They don't receive me because of the one who sent me. But they surely will receive as their own. Guess what? Because God didn't send them. They don't want the representative of God, the sons of God, the pattern son sonship. They don't want to hear from the sons of God, the obedient sons and daughters of God. Isaiah chapter 30. Mm. Over and over and over, man, this word just rolls in my spirit, glory to God. Now go write it before them in a table and note it in a book. This is verse 8. That it may be for the time to come forever and ever. Amen. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, 
that will not hear the law, the divine expression, the divine law of God, which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things. Speak not unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. Get you out of the way, turn aside out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Even in the times of Exodus, right? The children of Israel came to the mountain. Moses sanctified the people three days, washed them, cleansed them. In other words, get your clothes cleaned up, wash yourselves three days. Because you're gonna on the third day you're gonna come into the presence of God. When they came to the holy mountain, God had already set a border around it. He told Moses, set up a border, because if they get too close, they're going to get annihilated. They're going to get destroyed. The mountain's going to burn them. Amen? My holy mountain, holiness. Without holiness, you cannot see God. Moses was sanctified before the Lord. He could see the Lord. He could experience God. He could see God. All right? Now, <clears throat> when I say see, I mean he can comprehend and understand God. All right? Now, the Bible says when God started speaking, the children of Israel says, Moses, you speak to us. We don't want God to speak to us directly. And the scripture says that they heard voices and thunderings and lightnings, but Moses heard the voice of the Lord. Amen. Gosh. Mm. There's a movie, one of the movies on the Ten Commandments, and it's a perfect depiction of that because the, the Moses, I don't know what the actor's name is, is standing there in the presence of God, and the word of God is coming forth. And the people are all scared and afraid. They're bound down. They're backing up, man. Instead of going forward, they're moving back. Wow. Because, again, you know, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, you see. All right. So now, John 5 again. Verse 44. How can you believe which receive honor one of another? And seek not the honor that comes from God only. Mm. Verse 45. Do you think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. In other words, my divine law and divine expression is already testifying and witness, witnessing against you. For had you believed Moses, Jesus said, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Search the scriptures. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? How are you going to believe my rhemas? How are you going to believe the ones that I have sent? My sons and my daughters. Amen. You know, the father, he needed to express his will which is the word. And he did it through the Lord Jesus Christ, right? John 1, 1. And so he never changed in his desire to be, to express. Amen. If we go now and look at Genesis chapter 1, it says here, and God said, let there be light. Remember, everything up to this point was darkness and and, and the earth was, was, was without form and void. Well, who do you think wasted all that? Who is the one that steals, kills, and destroys? Where was the enemy at at this time? Where was Satan at? I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Where did he fall to? What does it say in Job? Right? What does Peter say? He walks about 
to and fro on the earth seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for the ones that don't have the gates up, that don't have the doors up. And he's just rolling on through in people's lives, causing chaos and confusion, bringing disease, stealing from them their health of what God had given us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the divine expression, rolling all over mankind, and mankind can't even put it together. And they won't believe the ones whom God has sent. All right? Now, in Genesis 1-3, he says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God had to bring light into the earth. Amen? Because he needed to express himself. Amen? He needed to squeeze out. Remember the word express. Let me go back to that definition. Glory to God. John 1-1. Hallelujah. I want to read this definition again. Divine expression, right? Praise God. He needed to express himself. Amen. And 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 he had to have light to do it. All right? Expression. Wait a minute. Let's see here. No, it's not coming out there. Hold on a second. So God, like I said, God said, let there be light. He needed to have a way to express himself. Amen. He needed to build something. He needed to bring forth an expression in his mind so that mankind could have an inheritance. The father needed sons to give him the inheritance of what he had built and what he had created and what he had brought forth through his words. Amen. Oh my gosh, man. I hope you guys are putting this together. It's so beautiful, amen. So beautiful. Mm. Expression is the act of expressing, the act of forcing out by pressure as juices and oils from plants. The act of uttering, declaring, or representing utterance, declaration, representation as an expression of the public will. God has such a desire to bring forth an expression through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the very word of God teaches us in Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light. I've got to be able to bring forth something that I can see, something that I can taste and touch and hold, amen. And I'm going to bring forth Christ into the earth, and he's going to be the savior of mankind, you see. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, the word said, <clears throat> again, is the word emir, E-M, I'm sorry, A-M-A-R. And it says, um, where's that word? Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. And God said, let there be. The word let there be is the word hayah, H-A-Y-A-H. It means to be, to come, to exist, to happen, to fall out. Now, in the Strong's, it says, to exist, be or become, come to pass, always emphatic, with emphasis, right? And we know that light is still traveling and expanding, right? Even today. Because when God said, let there be light, he didn't say that, which is, let there be light. He said it from a place of dominion. He said it from a place of rulership. He said, let there be light. Amen. And light came forth. He did it with an expression, amen. He did it with force. Praise God. And, and, and as you see through the word of God from there, 
He started creating. He started putting things together. He started this need in his heart to desire to express. He started putting it out there. Amen. And it was squeezed out by pressure and force. Amen. This expression of God. Amen. So let there be light. Amen. Now, in, in, in Exodus 6, verse 2, we see this word Jehovah. All right. First time there. Verse 2. And God spake unto Moses, I am the Lord. The word Lord here is the word the existing one. All right. And it comes from the word, again, let there be light. Let there be Hayah, which is to be to become to exist. Jehovah comes from the word Haya. All right. And it, 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 it again the existing one, the one who exists. Amen. God said, let there be light. The very one that exists is the one that said this. Amen. God said, let there be. Amen. I am Jehovah, the existing one, the self-existing or the eternal one. And I am going to express myself. Amen. To exist, that is to become, is the word Hayah, where it came from. And then to be clear, amen. Praise God. I am the one that exists, amen. I am the Lord, verse 6, Exodus 6, I'm sorry, verse 2. And again, oh, let's see here, there's another word here. Oh, hold on. So many words that come together, amen. Uh, so God said, let there be, amen. And then again, Hayah. I am the Lord. I am Jehovah. Yahayah. Jehovah Hayah, amen. And so the illumination was good. John 1 4. I mean, Genesis 1 4. I'm sorry. Let's look at that. Praise God. Back to Genesis. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God saw the light, that it was good, that it was agreeable. Amen. That it was something good that I want, that I can look at. It's something that's not offensive to me. <laughs> Amen. And so the illumination was good. God divided the light from the darkness. There had to be a distinction. Amen. And, the, and again, the purpose of that light was to bring an expression to do away with all the darkness. Now the expression came because of the light. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The expression came because of the light. The ability to be, to be able to divide light from darkness. And, and remove all the chaos and confusion. And the, and the darkness of the earth that was without void and without form. Right? It had... It had no uh, um, nothing that, that you could look at that you would want to desire it. Oh, my God. Isn't that interesting that, that the, the, the desire, again, to, to see an expression that was not just pure darkness, that God needed, again, to, to take care of that for us, amen, and, and begin to build this inheritance, my will, my word, amen. And so... And John 1, 2, all right, the same was in the beginning. The very same one they created from the very beginning is the same one, Jesus Christ, was already there. Amen. 
the same was in the beginning with God. The word was already there. The divine expression was already there. Amen. All things were generated, that is, to come into existence. Amen. Verse 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. All things were created by him, Lord and God, Jesus Christ. They came, they, they, beca- they came to pass, they came into existence, same word there, again, made, right? which is the word to become, to come into existence, all right? Same word as hayah, all right, in the Greek there versus the Hebrew. And so all things were generated by him. And so John 1, 4, in him was Zoe, and the Zoe was the force or the light of man. You see, to be able to see the expression of what God created and what God has instituted through our Lord Jesus Christ, what God has brought us forth in this patterned son, sonship, Jesus Christ, to be able to see that, you've got to have the light of the kingdom of God. You've got to have the light of the spirit of God, or you can't have the light. You've got to have the life, or you can't have the light. And the life, Jesus said, I am the resurrection Amen. I am the one that raises up from the dead. I am the one that brings something that's dead to life. And I am the Zoe, the life of God. Amen. Praise God. And so <clears throat> those in darkness, John 1, 5, my gosh. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness cannot understand or comprehend this light. Because you've got to be born again, amen. You've got to be born from above. You've got to be generated from above. And as a little child, you've got to come into this kingdom, right? Now, let's go to Psalm 146, verse 1. Oh, gosh. I love this word, amen. It, 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 it truly stabilizes me. You know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the scripture says, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. This word is constantly raising up in my heart and lift up a standard. Amen. So much to the point. Oh, man. What was that verse? I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Mm. Yeah, never mind. All right. Again. This word, amen, is, is it must be your mainstay. It must be what you constantly go to, amen. And so, praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. This word praise, amen. The soul shines or expresses the Lord Jehovah. This word praise means to shine, amen. Zoe, life of God. In him was life and the life was the light. The purpose of the light is to cause us to shine and to express God, the Father, His Word, the Lord Jesus Christ, pattern sonship, sonship. You see this? The soul shines. If you just take the word praise there, praise ye the Lord. Instead of saying praise, shine ye the Lord. Shine the Lord, O my soul. You see, Adam, when he came forth, God said, let and God breathed into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. At that time, Adam was expressing God, and he was not offensive to the Lord. He was not foul, like a smell. He was not offensive to the Lord. He was able to express because he came forth from the divine 
will of God. And he had the divine law written in his heart, encoded in the DNA, the very desire to praise and to go forth and to go up to the Father. And God looked for him and searched for him because he wanted to commune with him. He wanted to talk to him. How you doing, Adam? Is there anything you need, Adam? And later on, God made him help me. Glory to God. Adam didn't even know how to put the desire into words. Amen. Because he wasn't selfish. He wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about the Father. The expression of God's word, the Logos, the divine word of God that gives us the divine law, the act of expressing, the act of forcing out by pressures, juices, and oils from plants, the act of uttering, declaring, or representing utterance, representing declaration, representing representation as an expression of divine, of public will. And so this act of expression, right, in painting a natural and lively representation of a subject as the expression of the eye, of the countenance, or of a particular action or passion. In music, the tone, grace, or modulation of voice or sound suited to any particular subject, that manner which gives life and reality to ideas and sentiments. Theatrical expression is a distinct, sonorous, and pleasing pronunciation accompanied with actions suited to the subject. All these forms that man has and his abilities to express God, shine ye the Lord, shine the Lord, O my soul, Lord of God. Mm. Wow. Well, praise God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this precious opportunity, Lord God, to express your divine law. Amen to help us understand, Father God, to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, to keep our eyes on this precious word of God. For whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, glory to God, these precious words, amen, that speak and dictate your will, your word, your way, to your work, your expression of sonship in our hearts, O oh God, to give us this pattern, Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, a, a model to model after, an image to look at and behold and strive for this image, knowing that thou shalt have no other images before God, before me. Amen. Jesus Christ is our Lord. He's our God. Amen. He's our master. He's our king. He's our savior. And we love you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for this precious time. I thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness and how you're not a man that you should lie. And neither are you the son of man that you should repent. Amen. Your word is integrity, Father, and we bless you and we love you for this divine expression. In Jesus' name, amen. ever raised.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. 